Welcome to this week's episode of the Wrestle Strong Dojo podcast, where each week we bring you reviews of Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight TV. We also bring you interviews with wrestlers, trainers, and trainees from Wrestle Strong Dojo. My name is Elliot, and as always, I'm joined by Sean. Sean, how are you going? Not too bad, Elliot. Not bad at all. I'm having a good day, having a good week. Uh, another exciting episode of Wrestle Strong Dojo aired on uh, Fight TV on Sunday night. I enjoyed it immensely and um, look forward to talking to, talking about it with you. Uh, the episode that we're talking about today, episode 14, Resolve, uh, we'll be reviewing. As Sean said, it was a great show. Uh, we kickstart the show with a promo from Ryan Miller talking about um, messages that he got from his dad in order to um, you know, motivate him. Yeah, uh, Ryan Miller, we, we saw him a bit, bit of a raw, you know, uh, promo which we don't get a lot you know we've got a bit more stylized normally um, but you tell this kind of stuff is coming from the heart from the uh, the vanilla killer former junior heavyweight champion albeit just a split second unfortunately for the poor bloke but he was talking about his upcoming tag matches with uh, Dean Draven and talk about chalk and cheese I mean I'd like to get a DNA test to see if they really are father and son but it's a great dynamic You'll see there's a the common theme in this week's episode is uh, Ryan Miller. This is the first match that we see him in. And the first match that we see on the show today is the team of the Killer and the Miller taking on Adam Fakar and Nate Carlo. Uh, I believe this was from the Oberon show that you were at, Sean. This particular match going 12 minutes, 48 seconds. Surprise, surprise. This match, I couldn't believe the result of this match. The results saw uh, Ryan Miller pick up the one, two, three for his team, pinning Adam Fakar after the fidget spin kick. I, I couldn't believe what I saw, Sean. It, it was a fantastic match and a great result. I mean, uh, as they pointed out in the commentary, this was just prior to Adam Fakar's title fight. This was when he was on his charge at his peak before winning the title. So, Adam is no pushover. We know that. I mean, he just won WrestleStrong Dojo uh, Wrestler of the Year Award. He's got the gold around his waist. And yet, clean in the middle, Ryan Miller got those three counts. Um, I can tell you, I was there at the Oberon show. I saw this match live. The crowd was hot for Ryan Miller. I don't think the audio picks it up as much as how excited they were. They were chanting we man, we man, because as you might have noticed in this match, Ryan was definitely the smallest competitor. You had some three big boppers, uh, Dean Draven, we know he's a, he's a heavyweight, all powerhouse. Adam Fakar, the heavyweight champion, over six foot, a big man. We saw the disparity when they stood next to each other or in front of each other, really. And you saw Nate Carlo, he's another big bopper, hard hitter. And then we had the anomaly, Ryan Miller. But crowd got behind him, and I think that lifted him. You mentioned big boppers. There were some heavy hits in this match, and uh, you heard them mention it on commentary. Um, I wasn't at the show, but you were at the show, uh, Sean at the Oberon show. Uh, they made mention of the, the changes they had to make where they went from outside, from outside arena to inside. Um, you know, what was that like watching it uh, live yourself? Yeah, it was um, 
as we say in, in Australia, it was a bludger of a day that day at Oberon. It was just not good whatsoever. Terrible weather. Um, so the outside show was brought inside. Um, from what I could see, the roof would have only been, or sorry, the ceiling would have only been, oh, maybe six foot three above the ring. So the wrestlers themselves, look, maybe six foot, close to not even seven foot above the ring. So the wrestlers really had to be careful of that ceiling. Uh, we did see in the match Dean Draven celebrating and then hanging off the rafter without having to jump too high. Uh, we did see the wrestlers have to modify their manoeuvres. I mean, the suplexes couldn't really get much height onto them. So instead, they really decided to snap them in there, uh, which obviously, without the height, we're not getting the thud. But because they're putting that extra torque, we're getting some strong impacts. So, a fantastic match. Um, the crowd definitely enjoyed it, and uh, it was good to get out of that wet weather. You know, watching the match, uh, not only hearing the thuds, but um, hearing some of those slaps. Ooh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's Chop City once you get in there with those boys, and also not only the slaps and the and the chops, but we're talking some heavy forearms, and we do know Nate Carlo loves to throw a very strong lariat and he definitely hit a couple in this match too. Yeah, this is a great match with some heavy hitters, but yeah, once again, a bit of a, I'd say, uh, would you say possibly the upset with Ryan Miller picking up that victory over Adam Vicar? Oh, the, uh, sorry, pinfall. Definitely, definitely an upset. Not to say that Ryan Miller isn't a great wrestler. We've said it before on this on this uh, podcast. We're big fans of what he does in the ring. But look, reality is he was against some very experienced opponents and they had a large weight advantage. However, he managed to take advantage of what he could in front of him. He rode that wave of enthusiasm from the crowd and had all he needed was that one inch, and he took it. Yeah. Uh, once again, a great match, and uh, this won't be the last time that we see Ryan Miller in this episode. Um, stick around, obviously. We'll be talking about him a little bit more. Uh, after this match, we go into a promo from another person that we will look forward to seeing at the Rumble in the Rig, uh, Mark Matthews. Yes, uh, Mark Matthews, a newcomer. Uh, once again, we're getting another wrestler another persona someone else uh, he was talking he mentioned about the uh the phoenix being his uh, his inspiration so I- i'm looking forward to see some uh some of this this action see what he can bring this rumble i tell you they're building to it and i'm loving it yeah uh giving us little um little snippets of uh, wrestlers characters that we can look forward to seeing uh definitely get you excited for it yeah i, I- We've said it before on this show, really excited what they're bringing. This Rumble, they're hyping, they're building. There's so many new characters that are going to be debuting in it. I'm sure our favourites are going to be there as well. Um, I don't even know who to call on this Rumble match. It's going to be great. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, After this promo, we have another promo. Uh, Jack Hellering, he's on the phone call to, um, well, probably your favourite wrestler, Shane Saw. Uh, hey, 
we all know Wrestle Strong Dojo podcast's favourite heavyweight, Shane Saul. Uh, it was a one-sided promo from what we got. We didn't hear what was going on, but we kind of got the gist of it. We saw the solution leader, Jack Hellering, seeing what he's trying to do to get him over the line. I mean, he's a bit of a mover and shaker behind the scenes trying to trying to solve these certain problems that he, he's, uh, he's obviously noticed. Well, look, I think we've mentioned it uh, on episodes prior. Uh, Jack Hellering is, you know, he's, he says he's the solution to all the problems that are going on in WrestleStrong Dojo, in particular with the management. Uh, probably someone who's a professional when it comes to, um, you know, whinging about uh, WrestleStrong Dojo management. Uh, it seems as though this is a match made in heaven. Yeah, hey, let's not uh, count our chickens, though. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe it's not really his wheelhouse. Maybe it is. It seems Jack looks like Jack Hellering is going to do everything he can to get him under the solution banner. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to seeing where the solution heads. He seems as though he's on a bit of a mission drive to recruit more members. So I guess we just need to watch this space. Mm, definitely, I'll be watching. And the next match is uh, the second semi-final in the WrestleStrong Dojo Tag Team Heavyweight Championship uh, Tournament, which saw the team of Almas Terrible and debutante Lasora taking on the father-son combo of The Killer and The Miller. This particular match going 14 minutes, 19 seconds, which saw Ryan Miller uh, pick up the victory when it looked as though, don't know exactly what they called it, but there was a double tag team uh, move that they did, picking up the victory by pinning Lasora. Uh, what did you think of this match, Sean? Oh, what a great match. Um, well, I've made it perfectly clear, abundantly clear, if you will, how much I enjoy tag team wrestling. Um, we already saw a great match earlier on between Dean Draven, Ryan Miller, Adam Fakar, and Nate Carlo. That was a really good match. This was a match for them to get into the tournament. And we already know what both Nate Carlo and Afakar bring. So to see Dean Draven and Ryan Miller progress past them to get to this match, you saw the chemistry that they had. Now in this match here, in front of a really good crowd, now obviously this was shot underneath uh, COVID restrictions, but it was still a nice solid crowd in that uh, wonderful little uh, sports club there. This was a really, really good showing of what Ryan Miller and Dean Draven have together because El Masarible came to get that gold. Lasora, this was his first match. He had something to prove. And they really looked impressive in there. They tagged quite well. But in the end, the chemistry between Ryan Miller and Dean Draven, I think that's what got them over the line because this was a hard-hitting match. We're talking about the slaps before. I know we were both there at this show and Lasora, after this match, he was bleeding from these chops. Dean Draven lit him up, but he didn't take a backward step. He kept fighting. Unfortunately for him, he was up against, once again, great chemistry, great teamwork from the killer and the miller. I think it was a, would you call that a wheelbarrow combination slam or just a, a wheelbarrow slam? Yeah, it looked like a wheelbarrow combination slam. And that was just one of many impressive manoeuvres we saw in this match. I mean, did you see the, there was a press slam from El Mas Terrible. I mean, 
you, you got some really, really good chain wrestling to start with from Lasora and, uh, and Ryan Miller. I almost confused uh, Lasora just from his, his body shape with, with uh, Zack Sabre Jr., just the way he looked and the way he moved early on in the ring. What do you think there, Elliot? One thing that needs to be said uh, with Lasora, you mentioned it before, you know, coming into this match, his first match, his debut, uh, to get into the ring, to know that you've got two wrestlers on the other side, one of them being Dean Draven, who's a veteran. He's coming up to how many years this year, Sean, uh, in the business? Easily 20 years. To be making your debut, knowing that you've got that experience on the other side of the ring and not looking out of place, I must applaud Lasora for his efforts. Obviously, unfortunately for him, um, maybe a couple of times, a little bit of inexperience, uh, which probably got the better of him, but he will learn from that. Um, but yeah, this match was fantastic. Some definite hard hits in this match. Um, even Almas had uh, Ryan Miller up for um, for a suplex, had him up there for a little bit. Yeah, the big, big vertical suplex. Uh, did hear the crowd was quite impressed with that, as was I. Um, poor Ryan Miller, I think the blood had rushed to his head on that one. But once again, it showed the resolve of Ryan Miller. There's a reason he did win that junior heavyweight title. The guy is has a heart of a champion. So the, the fact that he took as much punishment as he did and still managed to get the victory with the help of his tag team partner. I mean, we got to see Dean Draven, the powerhouse coming, clean house. Which, which gave Ryan Miller the opportunity to get that three count. So fantastic match. Another great tag team match. I don't think we've seen a bad tag team match so far in WrestleStrong Dojo's history. We mentioned it before we started recording. First tag team match that we talked about in this episode, 12 minutes, 48 seconds. This particular match we're just talking about, 14 minutes, 19 seconds. Sean, I just remember watching it just... Didn't even feel like I was watching watching it for that long. Uh, the old expression, time flies when you're having fun. I mean, isn't this the whole point of watching sport? You get lost in what you're doing. Like, Say, for example, you're watching a Bledisloe test match when the Wallabies and the All Blacks are at the top of their game. Say you're watching State of Origin when New South Wales and Queensland are at the top of their game. You blink and it's half time. But you've seen so much. You're so invested in what you've watched. And I think this is a great example of enjoying what you're seeing in front of you. Everything else just goes out the window, including time. Yeah, so with that victory, um, the killer and the miller go through to the final where they'll be taking on the headliners. And we'll be seeing that match next week, the final of the Tag Team Championship Tournament um, and after this match, we saw Ryan Miller once again, a promo talking about his first, his first short-lived reign as the junior heavyweight champion. Uh, I don't know why this episode wasn't uh, titled either v- the Vanilla Killer or Ice Ice Baby for, v- for my favorite vanilla. But there was definitely a lot of Ryan Miller in this episode, and he delivered on every aspect. Another promo here describing how hard he worked to get that gold. And we, we know he did work extremely hard. Unfortunately for him, uh, Banjo Powers doing his uh, edge impression and his ultimate opportunist took it out of his grasp within minutes of him finally achieving that. So knowing where his head is at 
how hard he wants to get back to that gold. It, it was good to see, once again, another raw promo from him. This is more from the heart than it is, you know, trying to say, I'm going to beat you bad. It, it's letting us know what he wants to do. And, and I'm really getting behind Ryan on this situation. Yeah, and I also loved his honesty. He actually mentioned um, in winning the title when he did that he wasn't aware of what had happened leading up to the events of him picking up the uh, the victory. So he obviously understands that although it was a great opportunity, a great moment for him to win, he obviously knows that there was foul play at hand. But yeah, I absolutely love this promo. Just honesty and once again, this is probably one of the reasons why if you watch a Ryan Miller match, uh, it doesn't matter how big or small the crowd is, they're always behind him and they always are very vocal when they're behind him. If you type into the search bar on the WrestleStrong Dojo website, People's Champion, I think you're going to find a picture of Ryan Miller. Always a pleasure to watch him. And we got to watch him once again in the main event of this episode, a triple threat match, which involved three former champions, the awkward Alex Irvine taking on the problem child, Jake Gibson taking on the vanilla killer, Ryan Millen, a triple threat match with the winner going through to face Banjo Powers for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. This particular match going 9 minutes, 52 seconds, which saw everyone's favourite, the vanilla killer Ryan Miller, pick up the victory via the frog splash, pick up the 1-2-3, pinning Jake Gibson. This was a great triple threat match, Sean. We've got the three former champions, the inaugural winner, Jake Gibson, the problem child. We've got Awkward Alex Irvine, the longest reigning champion and one of our f- favourites. I know he's one of yours. Yes. And Ryan Miller, the unfortunate previous champion for only a few minutes. So these guys all know what it's like to taste that gold. They all know what it's like to have to fight to get there. And they all know what's needed to do to get that one, two, three. So this was, you saw everybody, there was a lot of emotion in this one, obviously, because as we know, uh, Alex Irvine and Jake Gibson do not get along. Um, I think that's more on Jake's side, if anything. <laughs> Alex seems just to be happy to do his job and do it, do it well. And Ryan Miller, you know, we've, we saw the emotion from him. This is the, something he's really strived for. So this was a really good match. They worked very hard and, not just the fidget spin kick. We saw that uh, Ryan's willing to fly. Uh, it, was, it was a great match. We were both there in the crowd. Like I said, I've never missed a WrestleStrong Dojo show and I have no intention of missing it. Um, these are the kind of matches that we get to enjoy. Yeah, it was a great match. And um, you're talking about taking your opportunities. Um, Alex Irvine actually hit um, Jake Gibson with his finisher, which do we, do we know the name of that finisher yet? Oh, look, we, you know what we got to do? I think, Elliot, you've got to reach out. We've got to get uh, Alex Irvin on, on the show. I know he may be a little awkward uh, in the ring and he's a little awkward with his promo style, but I'm sure his interview style would be um, a little less awkward. We've got to get him on just to find out what he calls that. Yeah, because he was able to hit Jake with that particular move and it looked as though he was going to pick up the victory, but Ryan Miller coming in there, taking his opportunity. I must admit, I had a little bit of grin on my face seeing uh, Jake Gibson pick up the uh, pick up the loss, because believe it or not, I think that's probably the first time we've seen him um, actually pick up a loss in this season. Ooh, ooh, I might have to go back and watch all these episodes to find out if that's true. I mean, hey, 
that's not a problem. I've got no no worries <laughs> rewatching some of the, a lot of these episodes. These are really good. This has been a great season so far. Uh, but yeah, it, look, he was close. It was really close. This is one of those things with these uh, triple threat matches. You turn your back for a second, and one of these guys will get you, especially at this caliber. Like I said, three former champions. They all know what they're doing. So you've got to have eyes in the back of your head in a match like this. And unfortunately for Jake and for Alex Irvine, they just weren't that good on the day. Kudos to Ryan Miller. Watch out, Banjo Powers, who we did see a little cameo at the end. He... Uh, he come out to help his uh, his tag team partner and friend in the headliners, and uh, I think he had some words for uh, for Ryan Miller. Essentially, just insulted Ryan Miller, saying that um, sort of paraphrasing here, basically saying he's nothing and he's a waste of time. But look, I think he needs to be careful what he says because you know this particular episode. Um, if I'm Banjo and I'm doing my homework, uh, studying up on Ryan Miller, this episode would be perfect for him to go back and watch because you know we saw a lot from ryan millen we saw what he brings to the ring and if he's not going to be on top of his game that determination that we talk about of ryan miller i mean that's going to come through and, and before you know it banjo you'll be getting pinned one two three and we'll be seeing another new champion yeah and uh for those of you keeping score at home you would have noticed ryan miller is not only the number one contender for the junior heavyweight championship but he's also going to be facing Banjo Powers in the Tag Team Championship finale. So one, he's either going to walk away with gold as tag or he's got a chance to walk away with the gold from Banjo Powers. Banjo's got a great opportunity to win two belts or to bone up and find out in the ring how Ryan Miller is before this title fight. It's exciting. It's really exciting to see these two go up against each other. Yeah, so we could potentially see a first ever double champ in Wrestle Strong Dojo history. It's possible. Or we could also see Banjo with no belts. No no belt Banjo. I don't think that's a tagline he'd like to know about. No, no, he, he would definitely not know about it. And if there's anything like his mate Jake, he'll he's got he will have no problems letting everybody know. Oh yeah. And I do believe they're quite similar. Yeah, that's the episode, episode 14, Resolve. As we said at the top of the show, this was a fantastic episode, uh, a real display of the vanilla killer Ryan Miller in this particular episode. Once again, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Sean, you enjoyed it as well. Your thoughts on what we look forward to seeing next week. We're going to have the final of the Tag Team Championship Tournament. Uh, what do you think? It, it's a hard one because we we did get to see this week a lot of good stuff from the killer and and the miller however we know that the headliners are a really good tag team they just gel together so very well whereas in you know you've got the big heavyweight and the former junior heavyweight champion in Ryan Miller and Dean Draven they're a bit of an oil and water combination there's a bit more flow to the headliners, the way they gel together. They just, um, they seem to be on the same page from day one. But you've also got the power that is Dean Draven. You've got the energy and the heart that's Ryan Miller. It's a really tough one to call. Um, if I was a betting man, I'd probably go with the experience and the energy 
of the killer and the miller, but it'd be very close. Yeah. I think if you uh, look at the match that we watched in this episode of um, the killer and the miller and the episode last week where we saw the headliners, I think the common thing that these tag teams have is, as you mentioned, is the ability to gel together really well. And I think that in this final, I think it's going to be a matter of whoever gels the best uh, will win. My heart says the killer and the miller, but my head says the headliners, unfortunately, although I don't like saying it out loud. That's just, um, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd be uh, putting money on the headliners. Well, uh, look, sometimes, as, uh, as one of our favourite Transformers says uh, in Shockwave, you've got to go with logic. And even though your emotions want you to ride, sometimes you've got to go, hey, this is these other people that's going to win. So I can't blame you for that there, Elliot. Yeah, so that's the episode. Fantastic episode. If you get a chance, watch it again. Uh, this particular episode I watched twice. Uh, most of the episodes, actually, I watched twice. Um, they are definitely worth a second watch a lot of these episodes the things you see the second time that you watch uh, from the first time you'll be surprised like watching a movie a second time sometimes you'll grab something that you didn't see on the first viewing uh, so if you've got the chance re-watch share the, all the matches we'll share the episodes let everyone know Fight TV Wrestle Strong Dojo these are great shows let, let wrestling fans and maybe you might even get some people who aren't wrestling fans converted by watching this show let everybody know wrestle strong dojo on the fight tv app each and every sunday hope you enjoyed the episode thank you for listening and uh, i'll catch you on the next episode see you later elliot and thank you all to our listeners